the Country 107 Morning Show with Dave Anthony. Weekday mornings only on Country 107. So I've got, I've got another tune coming out here. Uh, I thought it would be out by now, but I think I'm going to wait a little bit. It's a little more of a heartbreaker. Uh, it took me five years to write. It's, 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 uh, it's a really meaningful song to me. And uh, I'll, I'll make sure you're the first guy to know when it's coming up here. The Country 107 Morning Show with Dave Anthony. Very excited to be joined now with artist Jaron Friesen. Jaron, thanks for doing this today. Hey, thanks so much, Dave. I appreciate it. All right, man. Really looking forward to chatting with you about the, the latest single you have that we hear on Country 107. But before we get into that, why don't you take us to the beginning? How did you get started into music? And, and you know, what age did you pick up a guitar and start singing? Man, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know if I have an exact time that I picked up my guitar for the first time, but I know my dad and my grandparents are are huge music fans, and so they were always playing uh, all that old school country music, everything from uh, you know Ray Price to Merle Haggard, of course, anything from the '70s and '80s was uh, was always being played at at home, and and uh, it's hard not to fall in love with that when that's happening every day. Yeah, that is for sure, and it sounds like you got some great musical influences in the family, which uh, they got to be really proud that you've kind of carried that on, eh? I think so. Yeah, they, it, you know, it was always kind of uh, a secret talent for so many years, in, in a sense, and and uh, so finally going out on my own and doing something with my own name on it was uh, was uh, was a really cool moment for them, I think. Yeah, you know, you, you talked about you start out as a kid, and you know, you're playing other people's songs and. You know, you're kind of in your bedroom or you're just by yourself playing your music. What's it like when you decide that you want to perform in front of other people, though? Were you nervous? Were you excited? Take us back to when you started becoming an entertainer and, and uh, you know, doing it for reals. Yeah, I, I remember the very first time you always think you're going to, you know, blow people's socks off and it's going to be, uh, it's going to be like, uh, you know, Woodstock or something like that. But it, it was, it was actually at a school talent show. That was the first ever time I stepped on stage and, and uh, I remember all my friends afterwards, man, that was so cool. That was so cool. And uh, I think that was the first time I kind of had a voice of my own. And, and uh, after that, I kind of used music and used the stuff that I wrote to uh, kind of understand the world around me. Playing music and singing is one thing, but writing is a totally different beast. Have you always had the, the gift for writing or is that something that's developed over the years? It's definitely developed over the years, Dave. It's, it's uh, I mean, I'm always writing things down. I'm always, uh, you know, thinking of new tunes in the shower or in the car, uh, you know, all those things. But it's, but it's really, uh, it's really gotten more, I guess, fine-tuned over the last couple of years. You know, it's, it's not been an easy last 15, 18 months, especially for artists and, you know, for a writer like yourself. Is it difficult to find positives in when the days are not positive at times, or do you just go from past experiences and write from there? Take us through your writing process. You know, I guess I guess I got to go both ways on that, Dave. There, there's a there was a hashtag that was going around uh, social media for a while that was "Sad songs make me happy," and I'll tell you what, it's a lot easier to write sad songs when you're feeling a little doom and gloom in your life, right? So that was kind of a a big part of it for sure, but. Uh, obviously, when you're in a good headspace and and uh, and uh, you know you, you kind of dedicate the time to your passion, it's uh, it's definitely easier to write songs. But that being said, when you can't do all the things you typically do in your life, uh, I guess you have no choice but to write songs. One of the hardest things I've always found about writing, and I talk to a number of artists, and they tend to agree, is when you write from such a personal place. And it sounds like you're you're a guy that really takes his own experiences or, or takes what he's seeing and writes about it, it can be hard to kind of relate that to a lot of people. 
Now, do you feel that way, or is that something where you figure if you're going through it, others are going through it, and they'll connect to it uh, some way, shape, or form? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Dave. There's there there was a, there's been a lot of people that have reached out and kind of said, "Man, Darren, I've been having such a bad day. This song fired me up." Or, "Man, this line in that song was was really cool. I think I think I know what it's about." And that's kind of what it's all about, right? It is kind of if it's one line, one chord, whatever it is, somebody relates to it. That's kind of why people write music, I guess. And and uh, I've always kind of had the mindset of if it means a lot to me, uh, it's going to mean a lot to other people as well, and I think it starts with it starts with kind of uh, relaying the message in the right way. Talking with singer songwriter Jaron Friesen here on the Country 107 podcast. All right, Jaron, let's get into the song "Hard Love and Woman." Before we get into the creation, what it was like putting it together, and what it's been like reaching out to uh, you know get it out there. First time you heard it on the radio, where were you? What did you do, and how did that feel? The first time I heard it on the radio was actually on the Boots and Saddle program on. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't even know what station number it is. So uh, uh, Sean Burns, the host of this program, might uh, might text me after the show or something. But uh, it, it's a really cool honky tonk, old school country program every Tuesday from eleven to one. And uh, he told me he was going to play it on that time, so I made sure I blocked that chunk of day off and listened to the whole program. And uh, uh, I think the coolest part, Dave, was that it was sandwiched right in between some really cool artists that I've been listening to almost my whole life. And uh, so I actually reached out to them afterwards and said, man, my, my song is right in between you guys. What a really cool experience that was. Thanks for, uh, you know, thanks for doing that. And now we've kind of uh, uh, become friends uh, from that. So it's been really cool. That had to be just uh, such, such a trip, right? Because you always dream about, you know, hearing your song or hearing your name come up on the radio with your song and then hearing your voice. Uh, did it just uh, did it soak in all at once? Has it has it sunk in now? Even after hearing it a couple of times, uh, to an extent, yeah. I mean, I, I guess after recording a song and, and you kind of listen to the same part of the song uh, for what feels like twelve hours straight, and you kind of pick apart every every little aspect of it, you almost don't want to hear your song anymore. And, and there's an old saying that if you if you still like hearing your own song after you record it, you didn't do it right. And so I think that's that's definitely part of it. Uh, but the whole aspect of listening to your own music on the radio or, or even when somebody, you know, reaches out and says, hey, I've been listening to it all day, that's just really cool, and, and, and that's what it's all about. Now, are you the guy that, uh, are you the kind that turns it up to sing along, or do you turn it off? How do you feel when you hear it on the radio? Uh, I think I'm at the point now where I turn it off, for sure. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. That's great. Uh, all right, Matt, take us through what it was like creating this tune. Like, just take us through what your process was like and, you know, putting it all together and, and getting it ready to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I started writing it about a year ago, uh, and it's about one kind of particular point in life. And, and uh, it took me a little while to write it because you kind of have to sometimes see life out before you can finish a tune. Um, and so that was that's where it all started. Uh, once it was out, I said, man, this is the song I want to record, and this is the one I want to release first. Uh, and, and so when I reached out to my producer, John Plett, uh, uh, who was unbelievable throughout the entire experience, uh, we kind of set a plan in place with deadlines and, and uh, put the rest of the team together. And, you know, his, his excitement for, for uh, and, and I guess I'll get some insight of what's coming up next for all the songs I recorded, were, were, uh, was, was, uh, was, you know, second to none. He was almost more excited than I was to kind of see it through completion. And so that was, that was a big part of it. Man, it's, it's got to have, it's got to feel really good to have people in your corner, right? And, and talented people like John and, and others that you may have worked with, but boy, that's just, 
it's nerve wracking when you start doing this, but it's gotta ha- it's gotta feel good to have them in in your corner, eh? Oh, for sure, David. It, it, it's amazing. I mean, it, although I got together with friends, I got together with uh, who I believe are some of the most talented down to earth musicians in in not only Manitoba but Canada as well. So uh, it, it, it was a lot of fun to kind of. Uh, uh, you know, be in the studio environment with such talented people. I always joke I was the least talented guy in that room the whole time. And so uh, to kind of have them put their own flavor uh, on each track was uh, was really cool. Jaron, what's it like, you know, when the... Because you hear it in pieces and, and people kind of know because they, they've, they've seen behind the scenes of music so much now, but it, it's always layered and there's so much work that goes into putting a, a song together. So when Hard Love and Woman gets completed and you hear it mixed and produced all the way up and it's ready to get uh, released... What was that moment like, the very first time you heard the complete song? Were you in the studio or, or even just on your cell phone? What was that like? Uh, that's a good question. So uh, obviously you hear it in the studio, uh, you know, the entire day. You hear it kind of straight off the board, which is just no no editing done whatsoever. Uh, and you're like, okay, I, I really like this. Uh, when that happened, actually, my, my uh, pedal steel player, Matt Kelly, was in Vancouver. So he couldn't actually be in the studio because of uh, because of re- restrictions at the time so so he had to kind of do everything from home and so i didn't actually hear the final piece of it until he sent in his tracks and uh, i mean i've been a huge uh, pedal steel fan my whole life and and especially a huge fan of of matt kelly who's played on uh, on on just about everybody's tracks you can think of and uh, so when he kind of sent everything over uh i actually listened as a fan at first not as the artist and I was blown away by kind of how cool it sounded. It's a big deal when you get the song put together, but it's 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 also a bigger deal when you send it out because you never really know who's going to grab onto it. You don't really know the response. You know, now that it's out and it's been picked up, and you know you're starting to get your name out there more. Uh, how does that feel? And and you know how does that just give you more confidence going forward? Yeah, it, you know it's really cool. I w- I was talking to uh, uh, to a buddy. Uh, who has a podcast here in uh, here in the southeast called Two Idiots Podcast, and and uh, they were telling me when they started, they had so many people, you know, tell them, man, I listen to your podcast all the time, I love it, and then you can look at the data and you realize that they haven't listened to it at all, and so you get a little bit of that people kind of just telling you how good it is, but what's really cool is when people come back to you and, and actually you know talk about the song or they start sending you covers as they're starting to learn it or just kind of what it means to them. And when you have, uh, you know, other artists from around the world and people reach out to you from around the world that have, you know, heard it from somewhere, uh, reach out. That's just, it's, it's, it's one of the best uh, uh, experiences I think I've ever gone through. i got a couple more uh, here for you, Jeremy, before we let you go. Uh, you teased that you maybe got some new music coming up as well. What, what can you tell us and, and when can we maybe expect uh, some new releases? Uh, great question. So I've got, I've got another tune coming out here. Uh, I thought it would be out by now, but I think I'm going to wait a little bit. It's a little more of a heartbreaker. Uh, it took me five years to write. It's 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 uh, it's a really meaningful song to me, and uh, I'll I'll make sure you're the first guy to know when it's coming out, Dave. Good, because we'll get you back on, and you can explain yourself while you're trying to make so many people in southeastern Manitoba cry. We'll get you that. <laughs> we'll get that answer from you. Uh, is there thoughts of uh, playing live? Is I know live shows are slowly coming back, but is there a chance we can maybe see you in the fall? Uh, you know, hitting the stage again. There will be. Yeah, I, I won't say too much on that. As there's some big things in the works here, um, not only in our province or in our area of the province, but uh, but across Western Canada as well. So uh, I'll kind of stay hush on that. But uh, 
Uh, but again, I'll make sure you're the first to know about it, Dave. Excellent. Uh, and for maybe fans that want to follow along, keep an eye on you, or maybe keep up to date with these uh, very vague things you're sprinkling in to keep us uh, quite interested in what you got going on, where can people find you? Do you have social media as a website? Tell us uh, how we can follow along. I've got social media, yeah. So you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, everywhere you uh, you go and, uh, and, uh, and spy on your neighbors. You can find me. Uh, you can listen to my music on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, wherever it is you listen to your music, uh, I'll be there. Really looking forward to some new releases, Jaren, and hopefully we can get you in the studio. and We'd love to uh, have you play a song or two live for us one day. Looking forward to it, Dave, and thanks again to you and the entire Country 107 team. Uh, we know that you know, artist success starts with those closest to them, and for me that's the Southeast. So, so thanks uh, to you guys for everything you do for local artists and, and for uh, helping me get my, get my music out into the world. The Country 107 Morning Show with Dave Anthony. Weekday mornings only on Country 107.